0: hey 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 beautiful humans it's the juice queen here delivering all those ooey gooey drippy topics that will leave you simply drenched in curiosity and connection so let's vibe over you know that juice shall we My name is Moelle Mandolfo, and my sole mission is to make you feel seen, heard, valued, and validated in such a way that you remember who you truly are, and in that, you're never alone. This is a soft, safe, and sassy place where all of you is welcome. So come up. Let's dive in. welcome back sugar babies this episode is extra we gooey, in all about abundance so let's dive right into what that means for me today I've had a and I feel like we all have an ongoing story um, and relationship with money over our lives and um, in a society where we're constantly told that not only are we not enough but we don't have enough and we're you know, our consciousness is exploited daily, um, with hundreds, if not thousands of messages to be more, buy more, look better, um, and so on and so forth, right, and so with that mentality of lack and that scarcity, um, frequency, we tell ourselves this story that, um, Well, no matter what, we won't have enough to, first of all, feed the world, save the world, care for the world from the macro, but also back down to the micro of, oh, I can't splurge on, you know, a fancy meal for myself because then tomorrow I can't fill in the blank, right? We do this either or method and it, and not to mention society has been set up, especially in the most previous generations to kind of enslave us to the system by putting us into um, loans for school, loans for cars, loans for this and that. And basically, um, indebt ourselves to the system so that we have to um, work 40 plus hours a week in order just to simply pay off our debts to earn our living. Isn't isn't that kind of... Creepy almost when you really slow down and look at that. To earn a living is to say that our existence needs proving and um, that we don't deserve to exist as we are when we're born, right? We have to earn our existence. And that's not something I'm willing to believe. I don't believe um, Source and whatever package that is for you put us here to earn our existence. Obviously, we earn our existence simply by be <laughs> by being born and um what we do with this life um is our offering however big or small so with that being said um you you might have also heard the saying of um thing things along the lines of I- everything you get you need to work hard for or um you don't get anything handed to you, things like that. So there's this culture of work hard, die hard. Um, Anything that you could possibly receive is something that you need to work your ass off for. And um, I guess there's this frequency that I've been playing with for a few years here of work smarter, not harder. And in a feminine yin sense of opening and thus receiving, being open to miracles, being open to gifts, being open to abundance. Um, because when we're operating from that, yang, that yang, that masculine lens, we're we're more forceful is is what it is. Um, and proactive and disciplined and um, forward moving. That is. Some of the many characteristics of yang or the masculine, and we're not talking about male-female here. We're talking about dual energy that exists within everything, and um, there, there are there are the soft, round, light, um, cold, warm. There's all these dualities that are existing simultaneously, and they're attributed to the again or the yang or the masculine or feminine. Um, so the feminine is a place where we receive versus force and there's a time and a place for both, right? But I guess, um, as someone who was raised in a household of, a father and a brother, so more male energy, I also adopted a lot of, um, masculine qualities. So very independent, very disciplined and like, um, or organized and that there's a difference between this feminine flow that you, that, you know what I'm saying? So as I've been tapping more into that feminine, feminine flow, I have allowed myself to receive more. Basically, what that means is instead of forcing a job or forcing a relationship or forcing a friendship or forcing plans to go the way that I need them to go, because that was a lot of my energy when I was younger, um, which develops into suffering. Why would that develop into suffering is because we get so anxious, um, anxiously attached to things going our way, right? So when they don't go our way we feel constriction in the body we feel overwhelmed we feel stress and frustration and we might even take it out on others and this this is the suffering that i'm referring to um and so i had to shift into something that was more feminine and more allowing and more receiving to the flow of what it already is life is already divine and happening as is and um if i'm if life is a stream or a river, um, I want to flow with the current, not swim against it and become tired and aggravated. When I let go, I allow the universe to flow me into the soft shores of non-suffering. So here's what my journey has been like um, around tapping into that feminine flow and also simultaneously Um, redefining my relationship with money. So as someone who was raised in that single family household that I was describing, um, there's a single stream stream income and with that being said, um, money was not necessarily tight, but definitely a sense of frugality that I learned from a very early age. And um, we had all the necessities and lived a great life. And also there wasn't very much indulgence happening. Um, There wasn't much expenditures or even like play when it comes to monetary purchases. And because from year one to seven, especially, and of course, beyond that as well, We, as children, our consciousness is developing as imitation, so we're becoming aware of our surroundings, and that, uh, like, literally integrates into our lifelong personality, so at a young age, I was perceiving um, money from a slightly slack, or, sorry, a scarcity and lack, slack, uh, mindset. I was someone quite responsible at a young age, saving all my money always, and, um, was was perceiving it as something that i should save for a later date even as a young kid i was like oh money's for saving that's the way that i perceived it um and as i've developed honestly it really took moving away from home and like being immersed in my own energy to slowly crawl out of those patterns as we all do um And uh, what I observed is over quite a long time, you know, it doesn't happen overnight, that I do have this scarcity mindset around money that I feel like most people share. And um, in the last year, especially, I have been doing originally subconscious work. Like I wasn't aware that's what was happening, but I see now that that was the gift. Um, That's the blessing I've been calling in. So in the last year, right before COVID hit, um, I was, well, first I'll share that I was working this nanny job and I had all the hours in my head, like lined up. So another back note is I'm someone who loves to travel probably my number one passion in life, truly. And I've been on this little mission to do 30 countries by the end of year 30. And unfortunately, with COVID, it didn't turn out. I I wasn't able to get there. I got to 24 countries. And now I'm aiming to do like 32 by 32 or 33 by 33. Honestly, it doesn't fucking matter. Um, But it was a goal that I had. I love to travel, okay? So I had this priority ever since the first time I left left the fucking country to continue a life of travel. And uh, so in fall of 2019, I was working for a family as a nanny, and I had all the hours lined up to specifically earn this amount of money by this date so that I could take myself to Ecuador and the Galapagos Islands for my 30th birthday. Well, right before, I'd say a month, maybe six six to eight weeks before I was supposed to leave, the family let me go because they couldn't find um, they couldn't find someone to watch the children while I was away. And I remember thinking, "Fuck, Fuck me, Like just so stressed and so overwhelmed that I wouldn't be able to make this happen anymore because I needed that specific income. And I started to be on the fence, of even if I'd even go. Then I realized, bitch, you just got fired for this job. Like, you were fired for this um, trip. You need to take the trip. There is no if, ands, or buts about it. You're going on the trip. And I realized I was right. I need to fucking make this happen, which all of a sudden, in those next six to eight weeks, all these financial opportunities just busted out in front of me and I somehow not only made just as much, if not more, than I was if I had sta- stayed at the nanny gig. Well, that just goes to show that when we follow our, true, our truest truth, everything lines up to make it happen for you. So anywho, I go on this magical journey for like three to four weeks and um, it was just the beginning of me realizing well i didn't i didn't realize it at the time but like i said with this whole COVID thing that happened afterwards i realized wow universe really took care of me to get out of the country while i could well the day that i left or right before i left for abroad one of my best friends was like let me put you on this um 30 day abundance challenge with um deepak chopra and i was like great let's do it so it's this 30 day challenge and every day i had to like do this meditation and follow up with this exercise and like it just really kept me in check for those 30 days which I happened to be on my birthday trip for and the last day of the challenge was the last day of my trip and everything was just super lovely and beautiful um, the way it lined up and just throughout that month um, I was giving I was given all these insights on how to reframe my relationship with money which is like for example if I spend hundred dollars on something for myself, if I reframe it in the aspect of those are a hundred love notes, those are a hundred points that I'm putting towards me, myself, um, my avatar of Noelle, and I'm going to get it back a hundred times. Now, if I can start to reframe the way that I spend money knowing, oh, wow, I really am investing $100 towards myself, and it's going to come back to me 100 times. This is brilliant. This is great. Easier said than done, but it's a start, right? Another lesson that it was sharing was um, when we indulge in, so for example, when I was in Ecuador and I was doing this this abundance challenge, I stopped in a city where, there, where you could get um, hot springs, Cold springs, cave, hot, like salt cave, um, mud masks, massage, champagne and fruit. And it was like, let's say, 65 US dollars, which definitely was pricey for Ecuadorian um, costs. But um, for America, that ain't shit, really, right? But at the time I was on a budget balancing my my money from the trip because when I typically do travel I'm a backpacker and I have a daily budget and I move things around to meet that. But this abundance challenge said when we choose to indulge we're giving the universe a signal that we're willing and available to receive luxuries in life and it's a certain frequency that we're tapping into when we say you know what I'm worth it I'm worth this fucking 75 dollar birthday package you know I was like wait it's my fucking 30th birthday of course I'm gonna get this right um but there's that there's that little voice in the head that it's like well this costs this and like that's worth like four days in Ecuador or whatever right and so we have this internal battle sometimes. Like another time when I was in India for three months, so you get really accustomed to costs and things like that. And so, like I could get, um, I could get like a full meal for less than two dollars over in India. Honestly, I stayed at a hostel with my own room and bathroom for two dollars a night in India and other places. So that's just for reference. Now you'll be getting. Um, you know people on the street requesting money especially from you know a white woman who probably seems well off and my my scarcity mindset is oh i can't just hand out money every time someone asks for it and then i did the math of how much 20 rupees really is you know and it's like oh my god it's embarrassing how low it is it's like what like, 30 cents or some shit. And realizing my resistance to hand out 20 rupees because I can get an Uber like an Uber ride for that amount out there. But when I think about it from the the big bigger view, it's like, bitch, what are you thinking? Like hand out all the rupees because if it's like 30 cents, when I'm back in America, I'm going to be spending, you know, 10 times that much on a fucking breakfast in Denver. So I'm sorry, a hundred times that much (laughs) on a breakfast in Denver. So um, it it inclined me to keep a pocket full of, one pocket full of rupees to hand out and the other pocket full of green beans that I would buy on the street for 20 rupees and feed them to the cows that were hungry on the streets. Okay, so what I'm getting at is we tend to um, forget that what we have to offer can go so much lo- a longer way. Um, where we're not in our scarcity mindset. And another example might be um, when I when I was working in the food um, food industry, and I was like working the a juice bar. I was working at a juice bar. It was just me in there, and we become hyper aware of the way people tip when it's just you and your tips, right? Like your hourly wage and you can also get tipped. You're like, oh, that was a nice guy. They gave me five bucks. Or, oh, that person didn't even give me the extra 40 cents from their um, purchase or whatever, like rounding up the dollar. And it makes me want to tip You know what I'm saying? Like, it it gives you the experiential wisdom of, I want to tip. I want to tip the way that I wish I was tipped, right? So the golden rule is treat others how you want to be treated. And this is seen throughout all traditions, this reoccurring um, concept of treating other people the way you wish to be treated. And I really try to live by that. So, um, but prior to to us having experiential wisdom, we might be more... um, frugal with the way we tip or the way we spend, and just generally the way we're perceiving money. So what is all this the universe is my sugar daddy talk? Have you ever dated someone who was like significantly out of your like financial status? So I have dated a handful of humans who are more well off than me financially. And that leads to them wanting to take me out to this cool spot or over here and do things that maybe I wouldn't typically do outside of my typical expenditures, Um, but they want someone to enjoy it with, right? And so it tends to be the case that a partner with um, a higher income wants a treat the other partner. So I've been in dynamics like this. And when that happens to me, it, it. even though I typically wouldn't al- like already be spending that money on myself, I move into this space of, okay, well now I want to pay for like the fancy dinner that we're at. It's like a hundred or more dollars. Okay. And again, maybe I wouldn't typically have spent that if I was by myself, but by, by showing up and paying when I can, not only am I showing my partner appreciation, but in my mind, I'm feeling like, dude, yeah, maybe you wouldn't typically spend this, but it's going to come back to you. It's already come back to you like tenfold, right? And When we put down that money, not only are we showing respect to our partner, but we're telling the universe, like, I got this. This is the frequency that I'm on, and I want to reciprocate, and they deserve this. I deserve this. Like, this is a beautiful offering, and I don't even hesitate. Like, I don't think twice about it. If anything, I love doing that, so... I thought it was interesting, this is, this is what I've come to in the, in the last month or so, is if I can, without a doubt, throw down and invest in even um, fun activities with me and my partner, then why do I have such resistance in using that same methodology with the universe? So what I'm getting at is, so last week, or a couple weeks ago, um, I went to sleep with my laptop chilling on the desk next to me. And when I woke up, it wouldn't turn on, it wouldn't charge. brought it in, and they basically said, kaputs. And I was faced with this decision of buying a random old computer off of the internet Twice, for twice as much, uh, getting my laptop fixed, refurbished, and for twice as much as that, just buying a brand new one and starting over, starting fresh. And I felt so frustrated that day because the week before, I had a flat tire, brought it in, and then they were like, all your tires are near bald, you need a whole new set. And now in that moment, I was like, fuck it, run it. Like, let's do this, right? Because I've been, um, like I said in the last year, redefining my relationship with money. Now, typically in the past, maybe that would have halted me or even frustrated me and got me upset. Like, damn, I came in here for this. Now I'm like forking up this much. This feels overwhelming, right? And it's interesting how much money does contribute to the regulation of our nervous system. But I was like, run it, it ain't a problem, I felt really good about that. It felt like a milestone. now that next fucking week is when this laptop situation happened. And now I'm looking at the options, right? It's like 300, 500, or $900, you know, expenditure I'm now looking at overnight. And I wanted to be just as casual, right? I wanted to be just as casual as the week before and say, run it, you know. But I had a tough day about it, and I felt very stressed. And... I had this thought. I was like strolling down the street thinking about all this mess and I was like, Well, if I had a sugar daddy, <laughs> what what option would I choose? Right? If I had a sugar daddy, would I tell him to get me the two fifty laptop off fucking Craigslist? Would I tell him to refurbish my old school laptop, or would I want a brand new one? And I said of course I would get a brand new one, duh, like there wouldn't be a second thought about it. In fact, I feel like all of us would invest in the the best of the best if we didn't have to think about it, right? If money wasn't an option. And so when I thought about it from the lens of sugar daddy, I was like, of course I'm gonna get, I would want a new one, like duh. And when I realized that was my answer, it made me uncomfortable that in order for me to, give myself what I fucking deserve, honestly. There has to be a third party about it. There has to be this sugar daddy, like, thought process. Now, I'm down to use a thought process because it's got me where I am now. And this is what's led me here. If I can become clear with this method of what it is that I actually want and deserve, because if I get a new laptop, then I have way more life, right? Like it has way more longevity. Um, I have all the bells and whistles, I have storage, I have this, I have that. It makes sense that I should get a new one. But the only thing keeping me in the way of that is this mentality of lack that I'm describing. this scarcity mindset that if I spend X amount on this and I won't be able to spend Z amount on that and this is the, this is the cycle. But what I'm realizing is this, abundance frequency isn't just about having constant income because this last year i've had a consistent income and i've been saving and i've been responsible and uh, building building so it's not uh, abundance frequency isn't just about constantly having income that feels really good and safe abundance frequency is how we react when life happens so I can be acting you know peachy keen on, in, in this ab- abundance frequency when money's always flowing in but how do I act what's my vibe when I have to give it away I think this is the medicine this is the juice here is now it, when I'm put in a position of dropping fucking 500 bucks on some tires, am I going to flinch? Am I going to flinch? Because first of all, your your car needs tires. Your livelihood depends on good tires, right? Am I going to blink about it? Am I going to create this frustration story, this mentality of lack? Or am I going to say, yo, 500 love notes back to the self, this is going to come back to me because th- I'm telling the universe I deserve this. This is the, this is the frequency I live on. And... um Um, and then, (laughs) so I thought that I was vibing on that frequency, right? Like, cool, run it, right? And then the, the next week, this laptop thing happens. And so I, I really truly believe the universe was trying to face me with, look, I know you were, you were, you were doing good over here on this quiz. I'm testing you. Now this week, are you going to pass, right? Because it's a lot all at once. Are you going to pass this quiz of Can you still fork over the dough? You have enough, you can do it, but are you in your scarcity fear-based mindset so much so that it will keep you from giving yourself what you deserve and need? And so I realized if the universe was my daddy, then I wouldn't be tripping at all about this expenditure. I would be seeing it as a milestone. I would be seeing it as a necessity. I would be seeing it as a treat yourself moment, knowing that my sugar daddy is going to take care of me tenfold, right? Because that's the dynamic. Um, and what is the sugar that we're giving the universe? It's, our, it's following our truth. That's the sugar that you give life, is following your truth. So the more that I follow my truth, the more the universe is catching me when I fall or guiding me and pushing me in the right direction and um, just providing a soft landing for when things seem scary. Now, when I'm not living my truth um, is when ailments show up in the body or um, miscommunications happen or feelings get hurt or... Um we find ourselves in sticky situations. That's not to say that it doesn't happen when you're following your truth too, because blessings lie everywhere. But it seems to be more like when it rains, it pours when we are not following our truth. So when I see the the universe as this overflowing abundance um, that has no end and has no limitation, um, like this grand sugar daddy. I just love this metaphor, right? Because, um, sugar babies are always taken care of. And let's talk about sugar baby, sugar daddy's relationship for just a second. Back in the day, not too long ago, um, the, the formatting of life was men took home the bacon, right? Men went to work, to provide for the women at home who took care of the house and the food and all the menial tasks as well as raising children. And um, there was this unspoken um, contract almost between um, man and wife. And these days, I mean, it's not even often that <laughs> people are, aren't are even really getting married these days, let alone even having a fucking date that doesn't begin with Netflix and chill. We're missing the whole courting section, the whole pursuer energy. And honestly, the, the art of dating and, and even the art of falling in love, it has kind of fallen off track. And it's... It's weird what we're navigating now um, in the romance department, and I feel like both men and women basically want the same things, but w- the system we're in now isn't isn't supporting um, falling falling in love like it once was, and I mean, we're obviously adapting and and finding new ways to like fall fall in love, but that provider energy is no longer fucking a thing. I mean, it does exist in some ways, but nowadays women are working for themselves, fighting for themselves, living for themselves, and yet, and from a feminist aspect, yes, yes, bitch, here for it all the way, and simultaneously, we are still getting paid less, we still have inequality, and... There's not enough in our favor just yet for women to come out equally on top. And so we are grappling to, uh, to provide for ourselves and live the life um, that, we, that we want in such ways that Sugar Daddy, Sugar Baby dynamics have kind of come up so there might not be marriage like it once was but now you see more more well-off men who are looking for someone to share it with and maybe they're not necessarily trying to get married and all that jazz but they are trying to share their their wealth with with someone and so with that being said um yeah, I just see the sugar baby, sugar daddy dynamic as like this newfound way of of like the 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 feminine and the masculine trying to navigate this modern dynamic of um, ebb and flow and masculine and feminine. It's pretty interesting that we adapt the way that we do, but it's in Louisiana. So I drove seven hours, and I was so tired, but I had this goal in mind of like, oh, my little, my beachfront camping situation is going to be so nourishing, and I just had the whole thing set up in my mind. Well, I arrive as the sun's setting, and I couldn't wait to just pop up my tent and enjoy the sunset and do some like, you know, rituals as the sun was going down, and I pull up (laughs) take my tent out and basically hold on for dear life as it fills up with air and like starts flailing around like a fucking boat sail and basically uh, over the next 20 minutes where my tent usually takes five minutes I realize I'm not gonna be able to camp here because it's too windy and um older versions of myself would just get so frustrated with the situation. <laughs> i was laughing like i was genuinely laughing like what a cosmic giggle this is like this is ridiculous so anywho uh, again past versions of myself would be like "Fuck it let me find another free campsite nearby or let me just sleep in my car because i'm so tired and i was like you know what if i had a sugar daddy what would he do he would say baby Worry less. I got you. I just booked you a spot over here. Just drive to the hotel and your room's covered. That's what Sugar Daddy would do. WW Sugar Daddy do. (laughs) That's the new fucking saying. WW Sugar Daddy do. What would Sugar Daddy do? Now take that and make it yours. This is the method. So I was like, you know what? That's what I'm going to fucking do pulled up hotels booked the nearest one and said yolo i mean again i'm a budget traveler so it i have this resistance but what is like a night's worth of comfort and ease right and i think that that is where we need to start operating from because that again with that deepak chopra abundance challenge is When I continuously operate from a place of fear and not enoughness, that's what I'm gonna continue to call in. I'm gonna continue to call in shitty campsites. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Um, Now, that isn't always the case, and I've definitely magnetized plenty of beautiful free campsites along the way. I've traveled, I've probably driven across at least 30 states and and have done countless road trips. But uh, like I said earlier, In this past year, I truly feel Universe is trying to redefine my relationship with money because I have struggled with it, and I feel like that's a very common wound that we all carry around um, money and mentality of lack. This past year, though, I've been getting a lot of offerings to redefine that for myself, and it's really been working. The other thing that I've been doing is... when I have an urgency to like purchase something that a previous version of me would very much hesitate to buy, I sit with it. So I will say that I'm not out here just buying like things that are, you know, 500% out of my, my price range, you know? So when I'm looking up a hotel, um, if I wouldn't blink about, a $50 hotel, but $200 is out of my budget. I want to start giving myself permission to go in the $100 range. Do you see what I'm saying? Because I don't, I'm not saying like, like, spend all your savings, you know, and just go balls to the wall in your indulgences. No, I still think there needs to be discernment. And I still think there needs to be basically a bracket. And I think that's the play there, is playing with your bracket, Um, taking what we think is our budget and extending it even $10, even extending it $20, extending it just a little bit. Um, Say maybe like 25 percent more than you think is your budget and giving yourself that wiggle room if you find something absolutely incredible something that would bring you so much joy and realizing that you are worth that and and realizing that that extra 25 percent or those 20 rupees or those fill in the blanks are not only bringing you joy but are but are you know, it's stimulating the economy of wherever you're at. If you're, like, buying something like a trinket, wherever, like, whatever you're doing and whatever you're investing your dollars in, your, your paper monopoly money, um, because paper literally has no value, right? So we're literally all just, like, trading papers. If you can trade your papers for something that brings your life joy and value, then it's never wasted. And if money is, like, money is can be printed we saw in this past year as we approach inflation um due to all the bailouts um um, of corpse in the pandemic money's forever printable and at the simultaneously money's forever worthless (laughs) so let us purchase and spend in such a way that if we were to die tomorrow we were happy with the day that we lived and if we only ever have today and tomorrow and yesterday are are forever fleeting and out of reach then how can i make this day the best last day i've ever had and so that that's something to sit with that's something to honor even um here's a story <laughs> so silly one time i was traveling in uh nicaragua and I, this is so funny. I was on, I think, my last or second to last day. And instead of doing what other people were doing, which was like running a motorbike and taking this tour to go see this waterfall or something. And it really was not expensive. It really was not expensive. Again, but when we're in other countries, we might, we like like compare relativity. of like, oh, well, that's worth... You know, five meals here, you know, but truly, it's nothing compared to America. I was like, "Oh no, I'm just gonna hang out at the hostel and take it easy, and I can save that money for my ch- for when I'm back home on American soil." So I'm at the hosp- hostel, and I decide to take a nap. And when I wake up, someone had jacked all my fucking cash, dude—the same exact amount that I would have spent if I wouldn't had a great day. <laughs> Uh, I was telling one of my friends who is very wealthy and generous and, like, always a sweetheart and great time. I, I was very close with him at the time, and I, you know, he was the person that I reached out to, and I'm like, you won't believe what happened to me. I told him, and he's like, well, you see what the lesson is here, right? <laughs> I'm like, what? He's like, never turn down. Now, at the time, the song Turn Down for What was really popular, and he was known for saying, turn up. But uh, he was basically saying, this is what you get for not treating yourself and indulging on your last fucking day, girl. Like, treat yourself. Treat yourself. And I, it hit me, like, when he said it and, like, the, the circumstances. I was like, fucking whoa. This is so true. I <laughs> could have spent that money on having a blast. And instead, I was being Miss, Miss Frugal in the corner and getting my shit jacked. Like that's not the vibe. That is not the frequency. But I, I attracted, I attracted, getting my money stolen. Right because I needed to see that and feel that. Um. <laughs> I just think it's interesting that if we can trust our partners, our sugar daddies, our our caregivers to take care of us, then why why can't we trust the universe, which is our, our grandest caregiver of all, right? I need to fully trust and believe that my caregiver is going to be there for me when I need them, whether that be financially, emotionally, and so on. Um, This mirrors up with the type of trust that we can cultivate with the universe. So, knowing that when I make a purchase that feels really scary, that I'm telling the universe directly, I trust you. I trust you. I trust that even though this seems frightening. I totally believe that it's going to come back to me, and I totally believe that this purchase is going to serve me. And again, everyone has their own budget, and splurging is relative. Um, but find find that juicy place of yours, you know. Like like I said, take whatever you you take take the number of what you're willing to spend and it wouldn't mean anything to you. and then take the number that you project is the highest end of your budget, and then just invite shifting that a slight bit higher and see how that feels. Um, and sometimes you're not even going to spend all that, all like the, the full budget, right? But it's literally the act of giving yourself permission to if you wanted to is just as powerful as if you did. I swear. I swear that's where the juice is. Like you have to just shift into allowing. And so there's that feminine energy, right? It's like not forcing a budget, but allowing it to be one that ebbs and flows. There's really something about giving yourself exactly what you want. How many times a day are we sitting with options where it's clear the one we want but we're weighing the pros and cons because of some kind of like financial um barrier i don't know like it's just it's this voice in our head that's like, oh, or this or that, but really what you want is is already paved out. Like if your sugar daddy was offering you any of the options, you know which one you would choose, right? And so this sugar daddy method is basically f- helping us get clear on what is it that do I actually want? What, I, what is it that I actually do deserve? If, if money wasn't an option and this was a genie in a lamp, which option would I choose? And then then hearing yourself, hearing the, the whys wise hearing the needs even, and then mm, holding yourself there as you observe the tendencies to um, explain why you don't deserve that, basically. Oh, well, I should do this, and I, like, a bunch of shooting, a bunch of shooting on ourselves. Um, what happens when we actually offer ourselves what we deserve? And... Um, it's a really beautiful thing. It's a really beautiful thing to, to exist there because yeah. So now like with, with this method, I'm chilling in New Orleans, um, in this beautiful, you know, Creole vintage old timey high rise spot that I typically would have never even looked up. And it was, within my budget and I said, fuck it, let's do this. I'm within walking distance to cafes and Canal Street and Bourbon and, you know, I I waltzed down and had char-grilled oysters on the halfy and a Bloody Mary and treating myself the way I want to be treated. And when we're existing there in that energy, Mm, we only attract more of it. That's that's the thing, is when we're existing in the mentality of lack and scarcity and, oh, I don't deserve this, and, oh, I can't afford that, that's what we're telling not just the universe, but this is the mental script that we're preparing for our mind, right? And the mind doesn't know the difference between um, seeing your ex or stalking your ex. The universe doesn't know the difference between calling yourself ugly or actually being unattractive so our mind is is listening the mind is listening and what we're putting into it is what we're going to get out of it and so we have to be careful we have to be careful with our thoughts we have to be careful with what we are scripting our reality around and um, when we invite in purchases in a way that isn't fearful And if anything is joyous in a way to create that um, abundance for ourselves and that, that, you know, when we buy something brand new, we're saying we're worth it. And we're also saying, oh, I deserve bells and whistles. I deserve ease. I deserve non-stress. I deserve full, long-lasting batteries and so on and so forth. Right. Like we are. It's like the integrity of the item or the integrity of the trip or the integrity of the food we're eating, those frequencies get embedded into who we are. And that's what we call forward. So it's a really fun take on how we can explore Earth life. Um, I think the number one message here and the closing thought is that Our true life begins when we have utter faith in the universe and that we're always provided for, we're always protected. We're always gonna have access to our birth given right to abundance. And when we shift from the mentality of lack and scarcity mindset into one where we trust no matter what we'll we'll be taken care of in the end, we can start to operate and make decisions from a place that gives us more joy and gives us more freedom and gives us more excitement. And it's been a really fun dance for me. And I just wanted to reflect that back to you and see how it lands. So thanks for tuning in with me, y'all. I'll catch you on the flip side here soon. Ciao, darlings.